One of the hardest jobs in the world is to be a parent. But when you're doing that alone, it's even harder still. Today, uh, my guest is Linda Hopkins. She's a single mum, and she's going to talk to us about how she deals with being a single parent and all the stress that that entails and how she manages it. So, Linda, tell me, uh, you've got one son, I think, haven't you? Good morning, Tricia. Yes, I do. I have uh, a little boy. Well, not so little. He's 11, turned 11 last week. Um, catching me up. Yeah, five foot tall and size six feet. Uh, but yeah, and I've been on my own with him since he was 16 weeks old. So uh, yeah, it's been an interesting journey for us. Wow. So that's a long time, isn't it? And of course, we don't, uh, oh, it's rare that people enter into parenthood intending that it should be a, a, a journey alone. Uh, but to have that from the age of 16 weeks must have been uh, really, really tough on you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and no, I, I, I didn't enter into um, parenthood thinking it was going to be a single parenting journey. Um, but uh, that's just, the, that's the way it turned out. And yeah, it's been a real roller coaster and, um, you know, some, some, some great highs, as every parent knows, but a lot of lows, a lot of the Groundhog Day stuff. And um, yeah, and and yes, a lot of stress at times, indeed. Yeah. So what would you say, Linda, uh, is um, the most challenging thing about being a single mum? I think, you know, there's a few things. Physically and mentally, it's challenging. Uh, You know, physically, you are just doing everything all the time and there's very little respite. Um, uh, You know, you've got to do everything. You've got to run the house, you've got to manage the the, the kid, manage schooling, all of that stuff on your own. So you're you're sort of doing everything all the time. Um, But also emotionally, I think, you know, I've had many, many times where I've I've got up in the morning and I've looked in the mirror and thought, oh, how do I, how did I get here? And I feel, have felt this crushing weight of responsibility for raising this child on my own um, and everything that goes with that and thinking, gosh, there's a long, there's still a long road ahead. Uh, you yeah. know, it does get easier as they get older, uh, but you, you have different challenges along the way. But yeah, I think um, just, just the weight of it all physically and emotionally is, is yeah. a lot sometimes. Yeah, because it's not just uh, the day to day, you know, putting food on the table and shoes on the feet and so on. It's, it's, it's about, you know, creating a human being that's going to be able to function in the world um, mm-hmm. outside of your relationship. Um, so, you know, the pressure of that must be uh, really tough as well. Uh, yeah, and I'm very mindful as a mother of a boy that, you know, in fact, I am growing potentially somebody's husband. Yeah. And that's a really important thing for me to consider. You know, I, I want to have a son who, you know, is a good man and is a good man in the world for the people that are around him. And, and that also feels like a big responsibility as, as a woman to make sure that I'm, I'm growing a good man, you know, yeah. and I'm sure many other parents feel the same. Yeah. And sorry, you can see my dog in the background there. <laughs> this is JJ, everyone. <laughs> oh, hello, JJ. Um, so you mentioned, you know, there's there's some great highs and some great lows, and I would very much doubt that the the highs come in directly after a low. You know, it's not like it's a, a drip feed of a perfect balance. Uh, so how do you create the balance uh, for yourself? 
Oh, crikey. Yeah, that's that's the um, the ongoing question, isn't it? You know, we all talk about life, work, balance and all that sort of things. And um, I would say it's probably not very elegant with, with us, as as are a lot of things, you know, that we, we, we just do the best we can on a daily basis. And, you know, if I find myself in a low, I have to push through it in whatever way I can, you know, get myself through it. So, um, yeah, it, it's... I think it's really important to make sure you build in self-care and again that's that's a phrase that is well used but rightly so and I think um, women particularly uh, we could all be better perhaps at making time for the self-care and not seeing it as a luxury it's it's an essential yeah um, we have to be well and we have to be fit and able in mind and body to be able to look after our kids so it's really important that we do those things that give us the break or give us something pleasurable to hang on to so that we can get through the next next phase whatever that might be and there is always this you know yeah. this roller coaster um and it's just putting enough good stuff in to to keep you topped up i suppose yeah i mean uh, keeping topped up is a good way of looking at it because it's kind of building those reserves to help you to deal with the challenges as they come and of course with children each phase in life is going to bring a different level of of challenge but I think it's very, I see it very uh, often in my clients, uh, and I'm not sure if you experience the same thing, where it's just so easy to put your needs last, and then you, you're trying to function from a depleted state. So that means making decisions that are from, from a brain that's just overworked, overtired, and not nourished enough. Uh, so it just makes life a lot more difficult, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, um, you know, the big one is sleep. And, yeah. and again, I'm sure many, many parents out there, single or otherwise, will, you know, be nodding along with, with that one. You know, if you are not getting decent sleep, you are just not capable of, of functioning at even a sort of an average level, let alone a peak level. Um, and for years and years, you know, I've had trouble, trouble with sleep. And I resisted medication for many, many years. And, I, and I, I, I will say now for about the past year, I was struggling with anxiety and I wasn't sleeping and I was really anti taking anything for that. But I got myself into such a low state purely through not having enough sleep. I was waking up with jitters early in the morning and you know, I went to see my GP and, and she just said, you need to do something. You've got to do something because you've got to get out of this cycle of depleted sleep where you're not functioning well and everything else then becomes so much harder to deal with. You know, yeah. you're on the brink of tears all the time. I, I often felt like, you know, when you see little children who are crying because they're so tired, I often felt like that. And that's not a good place to be in when you're trying to manage yourself, let alone trying to manage yourself and a, and a child. Yeah. I, I like to look at natural ways of helping sleep. Um, so there are some things that you can do um, and uh, I've got uh, a Sleep Well MP3 as a thank you for today's interview. I'm happy to give yeah. that to you because the more natural your sleep is, the more restorative it is. With, with sleeping tablets, what you get is closed eyes, but it's not, um, it's not as restful or restorative as a natural sleep. So, you know, if anybody wants to talk about how to have a better natural sleep, then do get in touch with me separately. But it's giving you some respite in your, in your pattern anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And I absolutely yeah. advocate what, what you're saying. And, and I think I was at a point of 
it's actually really extreme. You know, I've been yeah. dealing with some, some really difficult stuff personally for a number of years and I've had a big sort of build up to that. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've, I've got some great meditation stuff that I will put on to, to sleep. I've got a really nice um, uh, root chakra meditation. Nice. Root, yeah. The root chakra, I believe, is all about security and safety. And it's, yeah. it's sort of the base chakra. So I've got a root chakra meditation that I will listen to as I go off to sleep. And I can't tell you what the latter half of it is because I'm always asleep by then. So um, I think that's nice to sort of put that stuff in as you're going to sleep as well. And it, what's interesting is that even though you're asleep, it will be going into your, your unconscious mind anyway. Uh, so that, you know, the rest of the meditation will still have a positive effect on, on you. Um, so you mentioned about um, kind of building your reserves. What are the kind of things that you do that uh, that is self-care that helps to pick you up when you're feeling a little bit low? Um, I like to be with people. You know, that's been challenging during uh, the, the last months. Um, um, and a big part of what has what I like to do is, you know, we call them walkie talkies, you know, instead of meeting your friend in a cafe for a coffee, get your takeaway coffee and go and have a walk, be outside, be in nature. Um, and I've got a couple of good friends who I would, will walk with. Um, and, you know, I've missed that. I've really missed that during lockdown, but starting to sort of do that over the last few months. And I'm, I'm always up for people to take me out for a walkie talkie. Uh, that's good because you're getting the fresh air, you're getting the exercise and also the company. I, I find I'm, I'm alone a lot. So it's really good for me to, to be around other people and to be around positive people, you know, yes. choose, wise, choose wisely who you, who you are around. And yeah. um, I think when you're down, you've got to have people around you that are going to listen and lift you up, but not get into a cycle of, you know, bitching about problems with you or, Oh, let's go and have a bottle of wine and all that sort of stuff. Because that for me doesn't, doesn't work. That might work for some people, but I know that doesn't work for me would just get me potentially lower or crosser or whatever. So it's doing those uplifting things and walking, um, being outside, um, any sort of a physical therapy treatment is really important to me. And again, I've missed that massively. Um, so I'm, I'm starting to think about getting back to some of that, like reflex, reflexology. And, um, you know, we have a wonderful reflexologist that um, you know as well, Siobhan, and I was seeing her reasonably regularly before lockdown just for, I think physical touch is really important, especially when you're a single person or a single parent, you know, to have some sort of physical connectivity of a nurturing, caring nature yeah. is really, really important. So, you know, have a massage or, uh, you know, e even if you're giving yourself a foot rub, you know, I know some of these things cost money and we don't always have the funds to do that. But, you know, I get into the habit of, I've got a really nice foot cream, giving myself a little foot massage every night at bedtime, um, just, just to sort of have a few moments of self-care. So reflexology is an interesting one because it can work on the emotions as well. So it, it has actual uh, psychological benefit and physical benefit. And the, the touch of someone else, uh, which sounds a bit rude, but you know, it, it's, it's, um, it creates oxytocin, which is the, the love hormone. So it makes you feel cozy, and and loved if you like uh so it is a you know for somebody who's very social that's something that will give far more than somebody else who might be more of an introvert uh so there's so much to do about that and, and just picking up about the foot cream what i've started to do is just 
invest in a really lovely uh, body lotion and uh, just really making more uh, of that as an experience so that it's kind of nurturing for me as well. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. you know, back to the reflexology, I started having reflex reflexology to, um, to help with my anxiety because yeah. I, I absolutely believe that, you know, they can work on those points and, and, it for me it was a calming experience and, yeah. and obviously added the added um benefit of of having that you know nurturing touch from somebody that you've you know somebody that you've got a nice relationship with and yeah. I think that you know yeah. it's I always feel that people doing those sorts of treatments they're often very giving characters and they're generally very nice people to be around because they are in that sort yeah. of uh, environment I've had a lot myself though and I agree with what you say but there are people where all they do, all you feel like you're doing is waiting for them to finish rubbing your feet. <laughs> it's like they don't. You have to choose wisely. It's me like massage. You know, you can you can you can either be getting rubbed over with a bit of oil, you know, like a turkey being basted, or or you can be having a lovely therapeutic deep tissue massage. So yeah, yeah. choose wisely. Choose so it's your kind of bringing a spiritual wisely. element almost to it, isn't it? So yeah, so finding the right person is is really really important. Okay, and um, I know that you like, uh, you've got your little routine that you have, don't you? Do you want to share with you as what that is? Or oh, which one are we talking about? <laughs> so many to choose from, you showed me. Oh, okay, my book, my book. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, uh, something that I love, uh, positive affirmations, I don't do enough of them. And, you know, we spoke the other day about this, Tricia, and, and, and you raised a point it's remembering to do these things that are good for you when you really need them because yeah. you don't all, sometimes when you're low or stressed or busy you you forget to do those things yeah. that would really help you in that moment so it's yeah. having that you know having that breathe stop remind yourself um what's going to be good for you and i've got a little book that i keep by my bed it's got a lovely quote on the front i don't know if you can see that can't often, see the quote the wild be yourself everyone else is already taken oh nice and in, inside i've got a whole bunch of affirmations and you know if i see something great or i hear something great i'll either print it out and stick it in or i'll write it in and um i've got here there's eight affirmations to say in the morning before getting up and I don't do them every day, but I sometimes do them and I pick it up from time to time when I'm feeling low. And, um, you know, I won't read them all out, but the idea is to say them, you know, two or three times, even if you say them once, you know, say them a few times in the morning, read them through to yourself and just sit and have a moment. And, you know, the first one is I am feeling healthy and strong today. I have all that I need to make this a great day of my life. I have all the information I need to solve any challenges that come up today. I have the knowledge to make smart deci decisions for myself today. And there's a few more going through. And there's one that I've handwritten down here at the bottom with a couple of hearts. And that's really my, my go-to, covers everything, take a moment affirmation. And it is, I am safe in the universe and all life loves and supports me. So those are really beautiful and they're quite universal, aren't they? I, I don't know anybody alive that wouldn't benefit from those as belief systems. Hmm. So, so affirmations are interesting. So if we say an affirmation, I'm safe in the world and, and I have everything I need. If we say it like that road, it has no effect. But when we say it kind of emotionally, 
um, it can really um, kind of get into your, not literally your DNA, but it can feel like part of you and you can own it much more easily during the day as well. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And um, something I heard during lockdown, and it was a lady, um, she was, uh, she had some sort of positive affirmations to make children feel happier. She actually said, if you sing an affirmation, and she had a particular one, which, which is fabulous, and I sometimes sort of sing it in my head, but apparently if you sing an affirmation, because you're singing it, 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 it goes into your brain at a deeper level because you've got sort of a melody and a rhythm with it, which I thought was quite interesting. I suppose yeah. it depends how good your voice is. I don't think that would work for me. <laughs> I've got a terrible uh, my voice. voice. My voice isn't great, but you know what? I don't care. And I think sometimes it's it's good to, um, you know, sometimes I'll sing loud, sing it loudly in the car when I'm on my own. My, yeah. son, my son just rolls his eyes if I do it when I'm with him. But My husband rolls his eyes when I sing. But actually singing is, a re is really uplifting. So although I don't have a great voice, it's massively uplifting, isn't it? It is, and it's very good for the breathing because as you're singing, yeah. you're having to take big, yeah. big breaths in, and, and I mean that, that's another one we could do a whole whole topic on breathing. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, I've I've done some work around that, and I think I have lots of different things, and I dip in and dip out, and I wouldn't say there's one thing, uh, but I have lots of little things that, depending on the day and how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking of these things will come to me in a moment. You know, it might be the breathing, it might be an affirmation, it might be, you know, EFT, we talked about that, tapping. Yeah. Yeah. It's another thing from time to time that I use. So yeah. I think finding things that you like doing and, and not getting caught up in what works for somebody else yeah. as well. You know, yeah. oh, you should do this, you should do that. No, do what you like and do what makes you feel good do what works for you and and just picking on a point that you made Linda about I can't remember how you said it now but I tried to do it I tried to do it or something uh, one of my tips that I give is when you want to get into routine um, and it's hard to make that routine work for you what's good is to attach it to something else that you already do so for example I teach people EFT and I say right I want you to do it at, at least once a day just because however you're feeling because it sets you up well for the day and do it before you brush your teeth because you're not going to not brush your teeth but you might forget to do EFT but if you make it a rule that you do EFT and then brush your teeth then you'll do the EFT or that's mm -hmm. it's much more likely that you will and that's how you build uh something helpful into a, into more of a habit does that make sense yes absolutely and I, I try and listen to uh, you know sometimes uh, a bit of personal development on audible while I'm unpacking the dishwasher or while oh, nice. I'm starting the car doing the school run so I think yeah. if you if you can attach it you know even if it's just for time efficiency if you can fit it in alongside something else you know there's nothing nothing to stop you listening to some positive affirmations while you're cleaning the yeah. kitchen or yeah or, or an uplifting podcast or something yeah there, yes. there are so many things there's yeah, there are lots of those actually, some really good stuff on podcasts. So, you know, we're lucky. We have access to lots and lots of uh, freely available resources. Um, and I think we just need to be better at making the time yeah. and give ourselves permission to take the time to do these yeah. things to look after ourselves. Uh, something that I, I use when I, um, I say when I use hypnosis with people is I deserve it. Mm. It's safe. And I allow it. 
So some people th think that they're not deserving of something or there's something unsafe about it. But if you think that it's safe to actually um, uh, improve or you deserve that, or um, th then you're more likely to allow it. So it's a kind of deservingness and allowingness mostly. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I deserve I this. Touched on this earlier. It's it's um, it's not a luxury. You know, looking yeah. after yourself well. Absolutely. Uh, that takes a bit of time and a little bit yeah. of money. You know, that's okay. That's yeah. okay because we we need yeah. to do it. You know, it, yeah. it's it's essential maintenance. You know, we we look yeah. after our cars, but we're not perhaps so good at looking after ourselves from time to time, are we? Mm. So, what is the best thing about being a mum? You know, you're, you're just connected to this creature, you know, that you've, you've made, you've built. And I look at him and I think, oh, I made you. That's amazing. I know. And he is amazing. And he is so, you know, some of the stuff that he gets up to and does and says is so joyful. And, and you know, to your earlier point, maybe I should let you share what we were talking about um, just before we, we came well, on. Well, that, that quote... Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so we were talking about the the benefits and otherwise of Facebook, and I said one of the good things. I saw this quote, and I actually use it with some of my clients, and it's um, uh, whatever. Uh, I can't even read my own writing. Whatever you must do today, do it with the confidence of a four year old in a Batman cape. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's that says it all. You know, the, it's the just funny really not. Yeah, the funny times, the joyful times. Yeah, he's he's really into his music at the moment and he'll be sitting there watching a YouTube video with his headphones on and he's singing at the top of his voice and he's getting right into it. And I just watch him and think, oh, that's brilliant. That's yeah, brilliant. it's kind of... It's those little pockets of joy. Little know, pockets of joy and also not taking ourselves too seriously sometimes. So, yes. so the job of a parent is, of course, very serious but you don't have to, we don't, we, I don't, I'm not a mum, but we don't have to take ourselves so seriously in it. And if we bring that kind of silliness and lightness of touch, it brings a lot more joy into, you know, what can be a very challenging role. Yeah, indeed. I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole subject of playful parenting. And, you know, I've got a good friend who really advocates that. And, you know, I'm reminded of things from time to time with that. And I think that's, that's an area where I really could, I could, I could do more, I could try and be more playful and more, you know, a bit of inject a bit of silliness and fun into the proceedings sometimes when it all feels a bit too serious. Yeah. Yeah, silliness is, is definitely worthwhile. So for today then, uh, uh, go through your day with the confidence of a four-year-old in a Batman cape, just kind of going for <laughs> I love that. I love that, that's fantastic. Oh, I'm gonna okay. share that with a few oh. of my colleagues. Yeah. Well, it's been really lovely uh, talking to you, Linda. Thank you ever so much. And um, have a really lovely, playful weekend. Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you soon, Tricia. All right. You. you take care now. See you. Bye.